0: Everybody. welcome to episode number two of Spike Drop. We're a competitive Valorant podcast. I'm Kick Tripod, joined, of course, by Yiska and Volamel. We've got an exciting, fun-filled episode for you today. I promise. I promise you these things. This is what I do. I promise, and I make promises I can't keep. Um, yeah. Thanks uh, again to everybody who tuned into episode one. By the way, uh, we really appreciate it. Over a hundred subscribers on YouTube. Uh, Couple hundred view or listens across different podcast platforms, and they weren't even on the podcast platforms for the whole week, so that was pretty cool. We finally got on iTunes on like Wednesday, so but we're there, we're set up, ready to go. Uh, so you can now download Spike Drop anywhere you can download any podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Stitcher Podcast Addict, Google Podcast, it's literally everywhere which is pretty cool. We switched to a new podcast host. We've been using Libsyn for Tactical Crouch for a long time. And uh, we're just, I'm like, you know what? This is getting kind of expensive for how long the shows are and how frequently we're posting. So I'm going to try a different service. And I switched over to Anchor because Joe, Yiska, I believe you guys have both used Anchor for your, your own stuff. Yeah.
1: And it's, yeah, super it's like, easy distribution.
0: Yeah, super easy. And I was kind of like skeptical on it, but I set it up and it's great. It was yeah. super plug and play. So, um, we're everywhere now and they put that on all the feeds for us automatically instead of manually, like you have to do with Libsyn. So anyways, um, enough about that. Big thanks to blue again for the intro and outro music. We just want to thank you again, blue. You're the best. Yes. And other than that, uh, you can follow the show live. We record Fridays at noon, twitch.tv kicktripod you can also go to twitter.com slash spike drop and our YouTube bit.ly slash spike drop Y T. And hopefully in a couple weeks, we will have the, uh, actual, uh, pretty URL so we don't have to use bit.ly, but, um, until then use that it works. All right, let's go ahead and get in to the news. A lot to talk about this week um too much to talk about (laughs) this Mm -hmm. week it feels like there's so much but um let's uh let's start with the easy low hanging fruit here did see a hot fix on tuesday did you guys see the bug with uh cypher's camera (laughs) cypher's camera yeah that's i
2: i'm i'm excited to talk about that in a few years like remember back in my days when you could give cypher's camera an eagle isn't that pretty interesting yeah like that's that's the type of like beta stuff that's like kind of fun and endearing like four years out but yeah when you uh get shortied by your your enemy cipher camera it's not uh not the most pleasant thing in the world
1: of, of course like chief esports boomer one to already coming out with a with a low-hanging fruit going like coded like minions <laughs> like come on
2: see what what was interesting is and i don't think what well, we ever got to or I, I didn't see anybody actually try this If if cypher's camera works like a minion i wonder if owl drone worked like a minion and we just never got around yeah, to figuring yeah, out yeah, how to that. give yeah. owl drone a gun because that would have been obnoxious to have sova yeah. like figure out where you are summon the owl drone somebody throws him like a shorty throws like the drone the shorty and then just like weaves through the smoke and just like shotguns you yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be obnoxious yeah very
0: I'm all about it though. These are the the fun bugs that you want to see. Um you can use Owl Drone to boost people up on in corners. Yeah, I've seen that. Did not know that. Times. interesting. Yeah. Um there's a lot of just like little things like that that you can like still do. That break uh but yeah, so they fixed that, quote unquote fixed. I consider uh it just a feature that they've taken away from the player base and yeah. then Uh, Fixed a bunch of map exploits, and there was also a bug where audio was dropping um, after you played Mm. consecutive games. So uh, fixed all that. Nothing super exciting there. But they did uh, also, uh, Ziegler and Supercakes did share a developer update where they increased the closed beta server loads by 25% and are going to continue to keep ramping those up even more. Um, They banned a bunch of account sellers, and they're tracking even more to ban, And now you'll notice even in this stream, any streamer can stream Valorant with drops enabled. And of course we have drops enabled here on the channel. So you can uh, get your beta access while you watch the show. I didn't even think of that.
2: I was like, Oh cool. Now we can give people a wait list.
1: That's pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. So you're welcome. We hope you get it here. Um, Anyone
1: doesn't have it yet? Oh, I've got to imagine
0: it. Katie got Mm -hmm. it on her main, um, like it just basically anybody i know that's um tried has gotten it at this point um yeah. like people who are like oh I logged in for 2 minutes and i didn't get it right away kind of thing like didn't get it i ran into quite a few people who didn't have their riot account their riot accounts linked you have to link yeah. your riot account in order for it to work and i believe the riot account has to be verified as well yeah, yeah. so Something i know just like just kind of like yeah basic common sense things. As long as you do those steps, I haven't run into anybody who hasn't gotten in. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that's, uh, again, kind of nothing. I don't think got it got on the seventh, seventh. Congrats. Uh, does, uh, there's not really much to talk about here. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good thing. I'm glad
2: that the the servers are maintaining. I think the closed beta launch uh, has been a success. Granted, you know, there have been obviously bugs and stuff, but that's what this is for. Um, I'm also anticipating like a great launch for them as well, because because this is going so well. Granted, this, you know, isn't the complete capacity. I expect the Valorant's launch in the summer, this summer uh, to, to go well. And that's something that I haven't experienced a lot as somebody who's like been excited about games, you know, obviously coming from a lot of blizzard entertainment games, not the best launches, not the, not, not, you know, Diablo three, not best. Um, you know, a lot of the wow expansions, not great on launch. So hopefully Valorant won't be one of those things. Um, seems, seems like everything's going, uh, as well as it could have.
0: It's still, it's still crazy to me because the, the numbers now I think have, um, Really tapered off. What is it now? Twitch TV.
2: In terms of like streaming, just, just hours, the, numbers, the, stuff well, like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: just the numbers. Like it's oh, there's still eight hundred and fifty thousand people watching, so it's by no means a small amount. But
2: yeah, it's definitely slowed down.
0: It's slowed down, but it also just kind of goes to show how. Artificial. I think a lot of those numbers are. Oh, like, I don't sure. think anybody ever was like, no. There's 1.7 million unique. There's people actually, 1.7 million
2: people watching my uh, stream right now. So I don't know.
0: So like, yeah, it's. Yeah. I think there's there's definitely some. Because it's there, there's a few there's there's a few things. Number one, it's like it's kind of bad. There, there's some people that I think it affects negatively, like streamers who. Mm. Um, I got some pretty big numbers. Um, we, we dealt with like, uh, in my old job, we dealt with a lot of like, uh, partnering with streamers and they would send you these like concurrent numbers. And obviously those concurrent numbers are inflated during this time. And it was just really interesting. They had a really interesting take on like how these artificial numbers don't actually do streamers, uh, all the favors that they think they do. Um, for sure. It's it's not totally right, but it's, uh, it was an interesting take. Um yeah, it's just kind of interesting to see. Yeah. I mean it's there's
1: no way that this isn't the most lucrative thing you could be doing for a streamer in any case, right? Of course you can talk about like the longevity of your viewership and whatnot, but even just like uh the ad revenue and then a lot of people have talked about like reaching new sub goals and whatnot, like Hmm. If you got good content and people are also watching you, of course there's a there's a ton of AFK viewers. Oh of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, I there's think there's a small
2: think, percentage of that, that are they're actually like real and genuinely like at least paying somewhat attention. So if you can at least like maybe keep them around or you even get a fraction of that, like it's always it's always nice. Yeah.
0: Well in um like ultimately like Yeskay, you're kinda of hitting on it though, like good content when it gets discovered. Grows. It does. When you deal with such a saturated platform like Twitch, the hard part isn't, the hard part is definitely creating good content, but it's even harder when you have to balance it with getting discovered, right? And, yeah. and networking and, and however that looks um, for you to get more viewers. So yeah, I don't know. Nothing really uh, crazy here, but this is kind of crazy. Uh. R- Vanguard anti cheat. Okay. So we should probably start by saying we are not security specialists. Not nope. in the
2: slightest.
0: We are not authoritative on this at all. Like, what's in a fact, kernel? You know? If you're alone in the room listening to this right now, there's a good chance there's somebody in that room who knows more about this than we do.
2: See, this feels like a Nord VPN plug, but it's not, though. You know,
0: it's the, it brought to you by Nord. Uh, yeah. No, not brought to you by Nord. Uh, not yet. But there's there's been a lot of concern around Riot's approach to anti-cheat, and essentially how it works is Vanguard makes use of a kernel mode driver that starts operating as soon as Windows boots up and has access to the lowest levels of your system. That's obviously concerning because anything that has access to the lowest levels of your system has access to lower levels of your system. That's not... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, uh, room for exploit data loss, um, instabilities that, you know, like crashes work on the blue screen level versus, you know, an app crash or stop responding or whatever. So there's, uh, obviously there's a lot of concerns around that, Riot Does claim that this is a necessary, uh, step as some popular cheating tools run at the kernel level and make themselves look legitimate to user level anti-cheat tools. Um, there's also the fact that other popular anti-cheat tools use kernel drivers like BattleEye and EAC. That's straight from Riot Arkham, who I believe is the, the lead on uh, Valorant's anti-cheat team. And he also said, Vanguard doesn't scan anything unless the game is running. It's designed to take up as few system resources as possible, and it doesn't communicate to our servers the Vanguard driver does not collect or send any information about your computer back to us. Any cheat detection scans will be run by the non-driver component only when the game is running. So we've, we've got a room of laymen here, so we can't like go in and, and, and like be like, Riot's It's telling you the truth or they're lying to you or, uh, I'm not sure it matters about system zero because of this architecture uh buzzword 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 buzzword. yeah (laughs) we can't do that but i can ask you this are you guys at all concerned about riot's approach to anti-cheat
1: um i don't think so i think i think on on one level we gotta say this is like i saw for instance rich from tl and he said he doesn't have access yet but okay for those that don't know rich like he has a uh He's like the the Team Liquid Guru of like all things code. Okay. And you might remember him from the Starcraft days, I'm not sure. And doesn't um, ring a bell, but regardless. Yeah, he basically says like because Vanguard has kernel level access, it's the most intrusive stuff, of course. Um more intrusive than VAC, than EAC, than all lie all these anti-cheats that we have across the different platforms, right? So, um, yeah, that's a that's a concern in that regard. Um, I don't know enough to tell if that's actually effective in any way, um, and if it's an and justifies the means situation. Um, uh, yeah, I, I simply, I cannot even give you a, a hint as to how problematic that is from a privacy point of view, I don't know, based on like what could realistically be, be shipped out. Right. Um, I mean, what is realistically already been shipped out by the clients that we regularly use in comparison? Just don't know and, about. Yeah, is there, is there, shouldn't we then also be concerned for other data privacy issues? In the same or does that go further i cannot tell you that but um it's like if it actually helps uh we, we don't know either like at the end of the day like as we said in the first episode an anti-cheat is first and foremost uh detection and not necessarily automation of um just not just automation of bands but also going down to the hardware id level and banning entire systems just so it's much harder harder to maybe not cheat for the people programming these things but definitely for the layman that just puts it on their PC and uh, that keeps the numbers low right mm. so uh, in that regard if that helps okay that's fine
0: what also means the time to ban is faster um, according to Riot at least that it, it allows them to push fixes and, and a hot fixes a lot faster to that um mm side and and it does, you know, again, it, it does stymie these um cheating uh things that do use the the kind of root level um exploits to do that. I it sucks, right? Because like it it kinda comes down to like my parents were always like with Google we'll use or like Facebook. It's like, whatever the government already has my information anyway. It doesn't really matter. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like, it's really easy to like apply that kind of logic here and just kind of like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I either play the game or I don't Riot Probably already has my information anyway, or that information is somewhere else. And therefore, whatever. And at the same time, um, yeah. like the alternative is to not play and speak up about it and potentially never play, probably never play because this probably isn't going to ever change.
1: What I will say is, we in Overwatch, for those that exclusively uh, might watch us because of uh, Valorant, in Overwatch, we currently had a bandwave where, on the letter, 100 accounts were banned out of the top 500. Um, which not only is nuts in the sense that... Um, we're losing one-fifth of the players in there, but you also have to consider that there are a lot of double accounts of those of pro players reducing further the share of uh, actual people that not cheat yeah. within the top 500. So, um, of course, then in relative amounts, it doesn't really matter. It's just like a numbers thing, but uh, it's still worrying that this is so... Like every, just think of if you have a top 500 game, odds are you have a cheater in your game. And that is pretty nutty. That shouldn't be the case. And that should be um, tackled somehow. But especially if uh, Valorant wants to take its uh, ladder seriously, like we have heard these rumors of like maybe even top level ladder positions being paid or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe we will need. Yeah, maybe we will need something else. And I'm not even sure if like for instance an Overwatch system uh in terms of like CS:GO Overwatch system would help right. because I think there's also a, a fear of a lot of false positives. So, I don't know what it's it's such an uphill ba- battle, isn't it? So, um but yeah, it it is a shame because in other non-FPS games, that allows the letter to be taken very seriously because the cheats either are detectable or not that potent. So, for instance, sure. in League, okay, they're scripting, and I'm not sure if they are smart scripts, but the script, the cheats that I saw in terms of scripting, in terms of like keeping distances, hitting skill shots perfectly, and whatnot, they are not smart in the sense that they that they aren't obvious when people are doing them. Yeah. So, scripters are pretty easily identified. In CSGO and stuff, they have actually started humanizing these aimbots where uh, they are a lot smarter and especially for smart players to use them. It's very hard to detect, uh, detect them by eye. And then also some people are just nuts or have like a weird clip. Everyone, like if you go through the, the history of every CSGO player, you will find four clips, five clips that just look sus. Right? I don't think you so, can be
0: a pro player if you don't have a few of those clips out there that you've put out because you, there's just that's how good Yeah. These players are at yeah. least yeah. 1% of the time kind of they like they can hit that one flick shot that just seems super Stop saying sus. Sus is not a thing. It is. Sus is not <laughs> a so thing. We're not it, saying no. sus. Sus is not a no, thing. I'm
1: saying sus. It is I'm not saying a sus thing. since which was the game would we played like this this witch trial game. Um, oh, uh, Town of Salem. Town of Salem, yeah. yeah. This sus, sus uh, is a thing, and beforehand, sus was uh, trouble and terrorist town.
0: Sus is not a thing. We're not. We're not it doing is. sus. And uh, <laughs> stop it. Well, you're sus now. Just stop it. <laughs> it's it's a Jones bad Mothka. term. It's a bad term. It's just a dumb word. All right, Ooh. lit. Let's go on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm just kidding um yeah yeah so uh can we talk about 128 tick servers did you guys watch the did you guys watch the video
2: no i did not not gonna lie to you like it it's one of those things that i hear people talk about a lot and i'm just like yeah cool like sweet i don't know like somehow i don't think it's gonna really help me in my terrible my
1: terrible ass aim. Hit people in the nah, face, it no, it matters. Like, if you go from CSGO 64 tick to ECA matches, it's a considerable dis- difference, really. Uh, how you play on t- different, I tick feel
2: nights. like there's like so many more things I could do that the I mean, team is also
1: true, yeah.
2: Not, not really gonna impact like my shots like, at the highest Dude, degree. I can, more, watch, I can, you need in- to watch brain. the
0: video. Like, the, the <laughs> difference between like a 28 and 128 tick server is like. A heads width yeah. off.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. And PUBG it's... is like 20 tick, right? Isn't really? It? Yeah, there's like yeah.
0: some that are just, I think Overwatch is too. Though there's like, it's kind of like upscaling yeah. in a lot of the ways that there's just like, there are technology, just because it's 20 tick doesn't necessarily mean that all the time yeah. is that far sure, off. Sure. Like it's not I'm a not true sure 20 tick yeah. server. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just really interesting because the 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 movement, and the smoothness. I will check it out. Then it basically would show a clip of them, like every basically at a wireframe, and every time you shot, it would show where the head or where the model is on your client and where the model is on the server. Mm-hmm. And so when they shot, you would see on a twenty tick server, they were like, you know, like uh, that, like that kind of thing, on a twenty tick mm-hmm. server. Then on a on a like a one hundred twenty eight tick server, it's just like that. Uh huh. Really interesting. I um, I, good to look. I, it's it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, Dave, uh, Hieronymus, and uh, David Straley um are like the the guys in the video. I remember Overwatch did. Do you guys remember Overwatch um, when they did they explained their server uh stuff and they had the two guys with the cups, the Farrah cups. I don't think. so. Jeez, watch. It's called. There's yeah, yeah. a website out there called YouTube. F- watch it. And really interesting. I don't think <laughs> so I've ever heard it. of that. How do you? How do you not? Hmm,
2: YouTube. Was- what is that? Yeah. Google. Yeah. The internet.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Right. Okay. Uh,
2: no. Genuinely, I have to check check it out because if it's that big of a deal, then then it's worth like kind of at least having some sort of like cursory knowledge of. Um
0: yeah it's hmm. it, i think it's a pretty big deal like it was at least impressive i don't actually know how to like compare this to other like fps's sure. but the fact that they're able to demonstrate it in such a good way um, i
2: guess the big thing is is like if it's that big of a deal then why don't more people do it
0: i mean it is sounds it, like, like it it's pretty them? bandwidth uh, uh um expensive it's also like riot has their own servers Okay. So it also has to do with like how they're able to route to their own servers. Um some and not all of them are their own. They like rent some, they have some right, like, yeah. cloud based ones, then they have like their own dedicated ones. And huh. I'm sure it's it's more complex than that, but just to like, you know, kind of sure. say it at a high level. Uh and so like all of that ends up kind of playing back into um how uh like how it works, I guess. And so they're cause they, they have ways where it's like, if you don't have a great connection, we'll actually uh, like they'll down tick they'll down. Um, great, not downgrade you, but they'll essentially lower your tick rate to 64, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, but they're able to do it in a way that the players on the other side don't get like inaccurate information. They do some sort of like smoothing so mm-hmm. that, because otherwise, so, you could like have you know fake a bad internet connection, right, and then look right. off on other players' um, games.
2: Hmm. Some tech wizardry that is uh, much past my pay grade in terms of brain cells.
0: Yeah, it was really interesting though the the the, yeah. con- the concept sounds of it being it sounds like it's really great. I haven't really heard of people having issues with hit register. Uh, yeah no
2: i i i usually when friends of mine or you know people that i play with complain about stuff like that it's like oh i'm lagging or oh the tick rate so bad in this game like i've it, never it complained
0: just, about tick rate yeah with monitor refresh rate i can tell like, i mean i, I mean, can
2: tell that i just don't know how much that really impacts
1: my terrible aim come on bro like you're not such a grandma that like if you play PUBG you know you're on and sometimes it just doesn't ding them like that happens all the time leading is the worst experience in PUBG, <laughs> and like if, if i look uh, think back like the old days, z days holy that was unreal ama no way that was so bad uh, that's yeah. fair
0: yeah yeah it's um it's interesting so definitely watch, uh check it out it's uh it's a cool mm. little video should we talk about esports let's do it let's go All right, esports it is. Um, let's let's talk about summits. Summit had a uh, little tweet storm. Some some. Um, that was kind of interesting. So uh, it had to do with kind of Riot's approach to just uh, Valorant esports in general. He says, "If the Super Bowl was every day, would you watch every day, or do you think it would eventually get boring?" Yiska loves that analogy. Uh, I'm not burn- It's amazing. It's
1: just like unreal. He,
0: he goes on to say I'm not burned out on CSLOL. Attorneys ruined that category. Want to know when a game is getting unhealthy on Twitch? When the top five channels every single day is Attorney. Valorant, don't let tournaments ruin our game category like Counter Strike did. Thanks. That's- okay. What do you think?
1: Okay, so first off, what a what an analogy! The Super Bowl every day when, like Jimmy, like Neutron runs runs an uh, like a tournament from his from his little shed with two hundred pu- euros prize pool. Are you? Do you think people are mad like that? Little league is playing while like the Super Bowl is also a thing and it devalues the Super Bowl because of that. The Puppy Bowl. Th- that it's such a streamer-centric bullshit uh, framing mm. of the whole issue. You're just not able to farm viewers and be on top of Twitch with your 5k streamer setup while people invest millions into their product and of course outpace you. That's exactly what should happen. Like, it, it's this game is sweaty, bro. Like this is going to, it's designed at the core to be a sweaty game that is being played as an esport. Like the, the idea that we sh- somehow should create and cater to streamers at large. Yes. You, of course you can help creators and whatnot, but like this idea that we need to like limit it. It, it will naturally fizzle out as, um as like investment gets drier simply because the, the uh, like, of course in the beginning we'll, Oversaturate immensely, and to a degree that also was still the case in in um, Counter Strike for a while. Even though I think it's mo- largely uh, non problematic now, even though like there's still healthy competition, which you want. You want your competition within your open uh, scenes ecosystem so they can develop their products further and push each other, right? Uh, how about participating in that and offering a different experience from uh, the sweaty tournaments and just doing something with real stream or alternatively competing in them while streaming streaming them or something like be creative like it, it's not our job to do your job for you so total 5A take and I actually hope that we will have some serious uh, competition in terms of uh, the big TOs coming in. Maybe not necessarily competing at the same time slots and definitely coordinating in that regard a little bit. But like the grassroots event, I didn't feel oversaturated by or like devalued by there being so many little tournaments last weekend, for instance. And I quite enjoyed being able to jump from... uh, tournament to tournament and just watch like T1 and like yep. Mendo's team and you know, like uh, these types of little exhibitions. And if this aims to be an eSport, which is most definitely designed to be, then there shouldn't be a complete disregard for streamers, of course, and they should still gain resources. But come on, you gotta compete with these uh, bigger leagues and you still can carve out a niche, You know, whatever way you choose to do that. But like, I don't know. It's it's such a weird take to uh, demand, like, maybe. I think he was that what ticked this off was the license agreements, how open they were and how accessible they were, and Mm -hmm. how that, of course, means that a lot of people will be doing that. Right. Yep. How about making your own little tournament as a streamer then and giving a little bit back to you millionaire? Fuck. Like, come on. It's unreal. (laughs) Jeez.
2: It, it is it does feel a little tone deaf because a lot of these tournaments that are going on right now are kind of creator based where Summit is kind of coming in, building out his roster and then competing. And that is very streamer centric, it is kind of, you know, they come to your channel to watch your team's point of view and to hear your comms and whatnot. And I think that has a, a lot of room to grow, especially within esports to have like these fun show matches to help creators. So that isn't the case, because I do and kind of sympathize with that where you move to a game and there's just five tournaments, you know, taking up the, the top five spots. And this game isn't necessarily the best streaming game ever. Right. I don't think CS is either like impressive. It's not bad, but it's not like the most engaging thing like you have half the time focused and spent on paying attention to what you're doing and then you either die or the round ends and then you have to try and interact with chat it's like very rigid i think and it's probably not the easiest game to like keep a a community for unless you're just like the top and and to be fair obviously summit is quite good at cs uh when he's not standing in fire obviously but
0: and honestly, I, I don't think any of these tournaments that he wasn't playing in ever eclipsed him in viewers.
2: Yeah, I, I obviously, I think what he's saying is like in the big picture, like in the future, pushing yeah. pushing streamers out hurts part of the community. But obviously, when you look at CS, I think they just hit like a record number of players. Like, what like was it? What was it? Like monthly active users on like the Steam statistics page? Like they're doing very well in terms of just player base. The streams themselves, like the creators themselves, I can't speak to that. Maybe they are hurting, but it's not like CSGO is like dying. It's not a dead game. Like The game is still thriving off the back of these I, tournaments, off the back of the esports.
0: I'm really surprised you guys took this uh, stance because I feel the opposite. I do. And, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a few assumptions of it. So regardless on what Summit actually means by this. He might mean exactly what you guys are saying. I think he means something yeah. different here. And I think what he means is that when you don't have, when you have, when all there is 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 eSports in your game mm-hmm. that is pulling in viewership, you have a weak community.
1: Do you think CSGO has a weak community?
0: Uh, I don't. I honestly don't know that much about the CS:GO community, but from the content creator, I would say, do you think uh, Overwatch has a weak community?
2: But well, we also don't have like five tournaments, or like we don't
1: have yeah. what some. I mean, because
0: we've we've outgrown those. Uh, to, to now we only have centralized tournaments. I mean, tournaments even then, yeah, but the, that helped back then, that never happened. Yeah, yeah. The, I what? think
1: the problem is that the what? that the game is bad, and that's why. It's not yeah. that the Overwatch League is constantly on and oversaturates yeah. uh, the thing. Like, Overwatch is just a bad viewing experience in every angle. And that's why it's not being. Watched. I mean, I agree I with you. It
0: wasn't great, but there was a time where there was a lot of streamers playing it who really loved it and enjoyed it.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: And but I don't think the tournaments to pushed them out,
2: though. I don't think it was the tournaments that pushed them I, away.
0: And, the, and again, I'm not saying that that's what he's saying. I, okay. I'm saying what he's saying is. When you have in when you have more tournaments than you do like high end content creators, you have a weak community. It's it's not a this cause that type thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's where I see people making a draw that I don't necessarily see them uh making here necessarily. Um but by making uh by pushing esports. I uh-huh. think you look at you, you have a weak content creation community outside of esports.
2: I think I could agree with that on Twitch on that specific platform, but I don't know that you could extend that to platforms like podcasts and, you know, YouTube content and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. To that a that- lesser
0: extent, I agree. Um, but I think that there still is like th- there, there still is the aspect of, um, You know the gameplay content and the stuff that that gets kind of washed over for the esports content. I
1: think this game is just not that. I think it can never be a good stream game. I I think there are games that
2: are just kind of pigeonholed into being that, and CS and Valorant could be um, one of those games that is just very much like we know we want to be esports. It's not really geared towards like a casual content creation kind of uh, audience. So it is going to kind of be dominated because the esports like TOs can utilize the tools that the game inherently has better than just Joe Blow who has a YouTuber, some guy with a Twitch. Not saying obviously some you know somebody's some is guy. is about with a Twitch, Joe
0: but. Blows though. This is the, the in-between summits and hundred plus concurrent viewer people. This is the fifty thousand subscribers on YouTube people. The people who are good creators with a track record of great creation who can't stay in the scene because there's only one type of content for them that, um, polls and that's esports. And, and
2: again, I don't know that that in it, again, semantically, I wouldn't call that weak. Is it not diverse? I suppose. Um, yeah I, I don't know that I'd call it weak, though. like obviously what like certain things do well, so like there is a community for the game. Um, is it Is it about like Zeusing people and having fun? Like maybe not? I don't know. It's yeah. Well,
0: know. let's let's use overwatch as the analogy here. Do you think that if people understood so so why, why is it that people don't create more? let's We'll use competitive uh, content on YouTube for okay. overwatch. Why do you think it is?
2: Because the game is not good.
0: Uh, we'll dig a little deeper than that.
2: Fundamentally, the game has an identity issue that nobody understands. So creating competitive content for viewers who don't understand it doesn't make much sense.
0: There's not a big draw for it. Yeah. Period. I, maybe we disagree on
2: how we come to that conclusion, but sure.
0: Um, there's, yeah, there's just, it, it, it we'll, we'll go back to the, the Monte Cristo kind of, uh, the, the Monte Cristo where it's like, you know, he Overwatch, even competitive Overwatch content pulls mm-hmm. at a, at a, at a much lower rate. Um, the esports side of it does fairly well, especially Overwatch League, obviously with, uh, being propped up by so much money. But at, at some point you look at, we know the scene would be better if people could understand the game better. I believe all three of us could help people understand the game better in some way, but we have to resort to 75 minute long podcasts is the best way to allocate our time to it because it's not worth making, you know, spending 12 hours on a 10 minute video that 150 people will watch and 50 will understand.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, let's be honest. This is a part time. It's I'm not like full time, full brain jobbing. Myself into a position where I can acquire a taste for competitive Overwatch. If that's your esport, it's never going to uh, substantially grow. It has to be entertaining to learn from start to finish. But it I think that if be, you if you a, hide those barrier.
0: entertaining pieces of content behind your esports, then maybe that never gets there. There's like there's been some really good content creators in Overwatch who. Didn't get nearly the the credit that they deserved. I think of uh uh Josh Pickstater. Josh, he did stuff for Blitz. Was it Blitz? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, stuff. Yeah. They did some really great stuff there yeah. for a while. Yeah, sure. And, and yeah. that never grew up. I mean, even look at it oh. now with uh, um Jane and a vast channel. Yeah. Some some videos don't. Again, have more than that's a why I say. Videos.
2: That's why I say it's an underlying problem. That's like it's a, I think that's a bad example for me personally um, to kind of compare that because there are just like it, that game has like an underlying sickness to it. So it's not like the best example. And, and if I'm understanding your point correctly, why why isn't like League of Legends a great example? Because that is very esports centric does have a strong creator base, but it's all behind the LCS, the LEC, the LCK. I don't think that's fair. I think most like. I am I wrong in saying I feel like most esports are esports first and then the creators are kind of propped up behind it. Mm, no, another way around. right? I don't think so. Most what like large esports like. Does Dota pull like a bunch
1: of streams? Like big no, streams? Uh, I mean, OK, at a certain point in the life cycle, that's that's what those esports become. Okay. Where like the, the with the exception is League of Legends for me, where there's a healthy balance of like big streamers, not only pro players, but also like sure, the, you they're know definitely your light blues are... of the past or yeah, yeah, like yeah. your wickets of the past. I'm not sure who's up there in terms of the viewership. Mm-hmm. Um that's just about the only esport, big esport that actually has a functioning streamer base behind it. And I think they are otherwise still doing well. Yeah.
0: And we're also talking about esports in different parts of the life cycle, and it's not just like every esport For is sure. at the same part in six months after it got launched. Yeah, so like we can't even no, draw no. that exactly. Yeah, yeah. I believe, um, like, there's... Uh, by the way, chat, if you can just come up with one one channel or one or two channels, that doesn't necessarily make the point that th- there are streamers or, or content creators that kind of succeed. Overwatch has Kark. They have, uh, they have uh, your Overwatch guys, um, you know. Like but they
1: don't pull big numbers in Overwatch either.
0: I mean, over it's like
1: 200k views is a joke in terms of in comparison to other games. Sure, like someone like Michael can come come from 5k views in Overwatch and pull 500k views in Fortnite.
0: Yep, totally agree. So. Totally agree. So it it is small, but the um the the point is uh, number one, we don't know what type of content uh valorant Mm -hmm. can pull Mm -hmm. if it immediately gets overshadowed by competitive content you don't know how casual that gets i don't think people realize and i don't even think blizzard realized how casual a fan base overwatch was gonna be
1: okay yeah i agree that but this is fundamentally different to um to valorant i feel like at the very core we're I'm I'm releasing an article tomorrow that's talking about what it's like to be an e- to raise an e-sport, mm. and like it's it's of course not like a if you have a child right like for instance okay we're getting a little psychologically here. There's a, a famous quote by Carl Jung, which is like a big psychologist, right? Like uh, yeah. I can I think Switzerland from Switzerland, and he basically said that. Uh, a child is never a blank slate or like a tabula rasa is what he used, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are born, it's not like you're, you're freely malleable and you can become whatever person your parents nurture you into. You have genetic makeups and just like anatomical specificities and attributes. And in the very same sense, that is true for, for esports. On the one hand, you have the Overwatch experience, which is like a lot of trolling around, a lot of weird stuff in quick play, a lot of like the the lore has a, a huge part in that, a lot of storytelling, people getting engaged through the more like what is the feel of the universe rather than what's the feel of the gameplay. Completely different for me in terms of uh, yeah, how everyone sure. feels, because we share a bloodline with CS. That's where we detract the, these viewerships from. We can expect a completely different community feel to it. Mm-hmm. Our toxicity feel will feel very CSy. Our yeah. our content will feel CSy. Our like what kind of people are in our community will be uh, very at least in the start of it and then once we started maybe a little bit moderating and like the the people within the scene that have a voice will also change it but inherently at the genetic at the dna level i think valorant is sweaty and i don't think you will ever make it a streaming experience unless you bring out like other game modes and develop sure, sure. there it's never going to be super fun there's never going to be at a so, representative level someone that just like trolls children for for the sick uh 360 clips like in in fortnite because the the sbmm so the like the the matchmaking system will just just not allow that to happen to the same degree so hmm. Um, it's also limited by the system how much you can actually uh, outplay people, even though yes, that is more the case than Overwatch.
0: So let's let's just go back to, we're right in the sense that Overwatch probably just isn't a good example on yeah, the face of it, but example. I honestly, I don't have enough functional knowledge of the CS uh, scene, but mm-hmm. we're gonna try to go on this analogy anyway. So I think what Summit is trying to say is... Mm-hmm. The overall content creation community and therefore the people who consume the content would be in a healthier spot if the viewers' limited amount of time to view and consume content wasn't based on the obligation to consume the five esports going on, because that is the yeah. highest tier of um, what that game is about. It doesn't have to be all esports or nothing. Yeah. Is that okay?
1: I agree, but that... I think a little bit I have a problem with the overlap and the mechanics of that all because it presupposes that people are never going to turn into streams that are entertaining but aren't the top streams on Twitch. And of course to a certain degree that, that effect of like if I click on Valorant and the top stream is a tournament maybe that denies some people viewers down the line but I'm not sure how big of an element is that actually is if the inherent core experience provides an enjoyable streaming experience. Mm-hmm. And to me, it feels like uh, Summit is trying to have his cake, have the cake and eat it too, where he, he plays the game that he likes to play while being able to compete for Twitch top spots. And that, on a consistent basis, has never been possible in the history of Twitch.
0: I think summit is probably the best person though to be in a summit. Cause, cause there's not really a data point that you can ever have to back it up without a time machine. Right. Um, so we like, summit is probably one of the best people in an authoritative position to be like, this is why I stopped streaming CS. Is it because he was a, an, a not entertaining streamer? That he didn't make good content? Is that, is that just it? If, if the esports content no. is better than your content, therefore you're not a good enough content creator?
2: Or is it that the game fundamentally doesn't allow you yeah. to kind of really showcase that personality
1: compared to other games? That's much more the case than tournaments somehow stealing uh, viewers from entertaining streamers. I, I don't think that mechanic is that normal. I think League has like a great
2: middle ground where you can have there's enough like insane like depth to the game with all the different characters with all the different personalities and and different ways to play the game and the different roles yada 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 that you can have a personality and showcase that while also not being a pro player and have that not divide but like those separate ecosystems in that title whereas CS and valorant and these tactical shooters are a little bit more pigeonholed into that competitive sense where it's not the easiest to showcase how entertaining you can be and, and let that shine through and let the let the viewers kind of uh, uh, attach to that. So I, I that's where I struggle with it. I I don't know that's exactly what he's saying, but to your point, yeah, I think it's more of the game, less of him in particular. Obviously, he's very entertaining. I, you know, watch quite a bit of Summit. So.
0: Uh, it turns out that uh, as we were just talking about Riot Anti-Cheat, um, they just put out a tweet two minutes ago <coughs> saying, over the last week, we've noticed a lot of conversation about Vanguard and its kernel mode driver. Our privacy and security team is here to share more about the new Anti-Cheat system and the steps we're taking to protect your data. Learn more here. Uh, obviously, we haven't had time to uh, review this, and it's quite its quite long. It's not the mm. longest thing, but it's... Uh, Pretty, dude, these damn pigeons come up on our balcony. <laughs> They're just right there. There's two pigeons. And they just strut around like they f- own the place. Get off! Get off!
1: What <laughs> <laughs> no I want way! to say, it's, it's, it's fabulous that we do another podcast on a game and new, huge news drops. Wow, yeah, exactly. recording. That's, that's an instant classic. It's, it's, um, now, it's now, it's not even like,
2: oh, it's Tuesdays or, oh, it's Wednesdays. Or, oh, it's, Wednesdays or, oh, it's early in the week. Today's Friday, and they're dropping news. Granted, this has
1: been very do, topical. Do, but... do you want some juice? If you would like to share, here's the juice. Okay, here's the juice. I have it on good authority that we're going to have a ranked announcement and not necessarily a lo- it being put live, but an information about it soon
0: interesting how juicy really ranked re- coming really reaching <laughs> for the for the juice yeah. that's well done that's a, that is
2: i mean that is that is good to hear um mm-hmm. i'm interested to see why they would do it in like closed beta maybe to test like exactly like the matchmaking yeah, algorithm yeah. yeah but cool I mean that's that's a good thing. I'm interested to to play ranked and actually have people talk in my game. So that's that'd be interesting and have my Brimstone's I, actually use their abilities.
0: I like not having talkers right now while I'm still I learning. I it. I'm still on the learning curve though. I think you're at the, like the proficiency point where it's a lot more strategic than like where's the what button is is this again and where's where's point B again and how do I get my map to rotate? Um so fair but mm. i also don't look forward to the toxicity that ensues with yeah there's a mute button though yeah that's true i uh mute him. people are toxic man every game, oh,
2: every game. i mean people are people are just toxic in general you just gotta hope that you uh roll
1: roll a uh, good dice that's that's the thing. Like a, p- a lot of people saying on my t- feed like, "Oh, it's already the most toxic experience I've ever had in gaming." I, I like I just played one before this and like we were chilling. We were having uh good vibes. Like maybe it's just you not being able to you, socially you engineer that. the situation in good directions. I like I will say skills, bro. the amount of like
2: actual like good games I've had in CS and 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 to a lesser extent valorant just because of like lower sample size um in in these tactical shooters has been much more pleasant and enjoyable compared to like an overwatch yeah I, I would say that i've played probably more overwatch than i have of cs and i i would say that cs in general feels like people actually want to
1: try yeah i don't know why because that the is the game
0: is kind of built around that right
1: yeah i mean it's ranked to be fair we'll yeah. see
2: well, we'll, we'll have to see. I think that,
0: yeah, I would say pre-Overwatch, I had a really good experience or pre-competitive uh, in Overwatch I had a really good experience from what I can remember.
2: I mean, yeah, the beta, the beta honeymoon, like definitely like I, I do remember like getting into the beta and, and, you know, having those games where it's like, oh, like, could we get Mercury? Like, oh, like we're thinking about it on the fly. Everybody's like hyped up and happy. And then, good you try, know, man. yeah, yeah. Like a year later you get one too many Torb one tricks and you're just like,
0: yeah. There's also you the expectation brain, that in, in Overwatch, I'm playing this hero and it plays this style. Therefore, my team must play around me. Yeah. yeah.
2: Whereas yeah. these games are not, they're, they're
0: not, not that static
2: to like, oh, I'm picking jets. So you have to play around me or I'm just going to feed and feed. you're just going to yeah. have a bad time. It's, it's more yeah. about like the fundamental like gunplay rather than like the character's abilities and that. I think lends itself to having like a, a a healthier, not the most healthy, but a healthier experience in the latter in terms of like communicating and teamwork and whatnot. Yeah.
0: And, and that's gonna that's still gonna come, right? It's always gonna get oh, more course. granular to the point of like there is gonna be we already see right now like on um what's the one that looks like Hanamura? What's it called? Haven. Haven on the Haven. Three site Matt? Um, B no the yeah on the three site map on Haven yeah. C. Okay. Uh, where you have long C, right? Like as yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. as uh brim, there's like acceptable places to put your smokes, and it's kind of expected yeah. if you have them, you put them there, and if yeah. you don't, you're bad. Um,
2: you 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 kind of touch on an interesting topic that Valorant is going to bring in like new people to CS, so that isn't going to be like standard where it's just like, yeah, you don't want to have to put your smoke in front of you, like you, I, you know logically you'd say like oh this gives me cover well it's, i mean you're not wrong but now you have to push through the smoke mm-hmm. that's not something you want to do you want to smoke their angles and have a clear path for you to attack the site um that's something that's going to have to kind of be like reintroduced into the community because this is going to bring in like a lot of like of legends people a lot of you know card game people this is like the hot new thing kind of like how overwatch was so it's going to have to kind of like re re-stabilize readjust kind of have to be retaught um, and and that could cause some some friction Early, especially like once rank comes out and, you know, six or seven months into it, like could be could be aggravating for some people for sure.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just it's just going to it's inevitable. It's going to happen um, where you give people strategic things. They have strategic expectations on how to use that thing. Yep. And if they're powerful enough, there's going to be certain ways that make them more powerful than others. And, and there's going to be an expectation that you use them in that way. I guess. Yep. Um, let's let's talk about Valorant esports really quick though, and we're not going to really go into results. I think a whole lot, hmm. but I do want to ask you: Have you guys seen any particular like trends? Oh yeah. In these, it definitely seems that there's. I would say three heroes come to my or agents come to mind that uh, get used relatively consistently. But Joe, what are you seeing?
2: it's definitely brimstone definitely sage or like the two that seem to be like complete locks and then there's some sort of you know interplay mm. um i've seen a lot of breach
0: a lot of cypher. which is
2: good a lot of cypher as well i think that so so to kind of like break down i think those are the three right the cyphers the sages the brimstones um brim just gives you like ridiculous amounts of cover Um, i would argue that i think omen should be kind of put into that category he hasn't seen the pick rate yet but i maybe it's a stylistic thing maybe it's it's a strategic thing
1: maybe it's It's like between jet and omen right
2: yeah i still don't we can talk about jet but to talk about like the big three right brim sage cypher cypher just gives you so much free information non-committal information
1: um
2: i feel like Brim is not
1: part of them dude from the definitely is definitely from the no, there definitely have been more... Like, the play rate of Rays is higher than the br- play rate of Brim in uh, top four settings. From from what I remember. And pretty Which sure
2: is, most of the games that I've seen has had Brimstone and Sage.
0: I at think least. that's what I I've mean, seen, I mean, Sage too. is most
1: definitely 100% rate. always. Like, that's yeah. not... Right? But, uh, like, Brim... I definitely saw games without him, and I also saw games with, uh, without Breach. Uh, I
2: mean, yeah, Breach definitely, like, is on the fringe, but I would, I would put money on the fact that Brimstone is going to be in, like,
0: I'm with Joe I'd here say too.
2: N- 85%
1: of those games. The T1, the, the, the Cups. Yeah, but most, the race is most close games. to 100%. Don't think
2: like she definitely is being played. I don't think I've seen her like as frequently
1: as Brimstone though. Mm. Yeah, maybe but we got to get the numbers right.
0: Like we do, we do have a table that was posted on Reddit, and I don't have the total. Uh, somebody posted it in our Discord as well. I don't have the total. Um, the total context of it. Um, mm-hmm. and and that's where we're ta- we're not talking about what what agents are good necessarily we're talking about what agents are being played in the the early uh, meta yeah so i think it's look at the overall pick rates you see sage at 100 percent you see brimstone at 83 percent and then you see breach cypher jet and Rays at 50 basically all at about 52 percent Yep. and then you see phoenix and silva at thirty five to forty five percent and Viper down at five percent,
2: yeah, not a big fan of Viper. I kinda understand why i th- I'm glad that people are coming around to breach. I think that his kit like on its face like looked insane, um obviously a little bit more team focused so it's gonna be harder to carry with him like he is kind of finicky, um especially like on the ladder, like because he has to interact with walls like it is it is a little weird to like. Get the angles, but put that kit in like a professional's hands, and you're going to see him like absolutely pop off. But brimstone just gives you so much cover; it it it's free cover, it's non-committal, cheap. Mm-hmm. Granted, like thing, beacon,
0: it's cheap. Granted, it, like stim
2: beacon is cheap. It's it's you know stim beacon's not amazing. Um, I think you can do some interesting things. Like I saw, um, like early on, like Siegel abusing it on Haven with the bangable doors. Taking a gun, throwing a a, a stim beacon down, and then like quickly like pressing the doors and and opening them up and trying to you know sneak in some extra damage. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I have a, I have a theory that I think their fourth and final map for release will probably have like that like each map kind of has their gimmick. Like you have the three site map, you have like the weird like zipline map, um, and then you have the TPS. I think that last fourth and final map on release will probably have something a little bit more interactable and destructible. So I think. Brimstone's going to be super good there as well. Um, Cipher, yeah, un- non-committal information gain. Um, a lot of the same concepts that I've talked about with like Recon Arrow and, and Overwatch and Recon Arrow in this game. Cipher just does it better with more abilities. He has smokes. He has ways to lock down angles. He obviously has the camera, which is insane. Even though you can't give it a guns anymore. Um, and then Sage, I've <laughs> obviously like you all have like noticed that like I've wavered with her a lot. I first didn't think she was going to be great. Got to play the game; she's actually kind of like annoying and like annoyingly good. I don't think it's because of the res. I think people that are scared that an FPS has a res like this is not something that's like obnoxious to play against. It's useful, but it's not something that like it's too makes infrequent. her
0: frequent. You get it maybe yeah. three.
2: Four and I think times people are starting
0: a long game.
2: Yep, I think people are starting that's to come around to playing flank, like. To To roaming with her a little bit more than they they do, they look at her. they go, Oh, she has a wall. She can heal. Oh, she's a support. She's going to play behind us. Not necessarily the case. You can use her wall in utility ways. Like you can take off angles. You can wall out the like a same angle and still play for frags and kind of have more macro alts that's going to give you obviously more space on the map to kind of rotate around. to get those reses. Um I think she's one of those characters that's misunderstood, but has a lot of utility, has a lot of value. Um, I can see her. I think her and like br- not breach. Uh, her and Ray's are probably going to get like tuned down. So we'll have to see what happens, you know, in the coming weeks. If if they do decide to, you know, nerf the walls duration or the health of the walls segments, um, or just maybe increase the cost. I've heard that kind of being tossed around as well. Um, that could be interesting to see how it affects the play rate and see how else is uh, who else kind of fills in the blank, but. Yeah, I think those three, I would say, are early staples. And then you fill in the blank, depending on the map. Like I've seen teams play a little bit slower. So they add an Omen on Haven or they want to play. They want to play like a fast style on split or our bind. So they bring a breach and a Phoenix and they flash around corners and they're playing really, really quick. Valorant and they take sites super quickly. They don't have to rely on smoke all the time. They can they can just kind of peak angles. With with the cover of the flashbangs, but yeah, I would say those those three are those those three agents are a good a good starting point.
1: By the way, you guys were completely right. Like the the stats we have are from the T1 Invitational, apparently all games, and uh, according to that, of course, Sage like by far the best. Uh, well, the most agent picked. in the game. The most Yeah. 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 I mean, of course. Be yeah. careful with the best
2: i don't think, think she's wrong. best i don't think it's, yeah i think she's useful and it's it's too good to not have but i wouldn't say the best
0: i don't know like what what qualification of best would make somebody... it is
2: very semantic right like yeah my, uh, I, this is a
1: semantics I, argument Great. But okay, here's here's Great. the thing. If <laughs> if saying. there if Sage was only eighty percent and we could mm-hmm. then look at the the situations, how much she won uh against non-sage teams, that would be what what we would use. Problem is we don't have that stats stat. True. Everyone's always picking Sage, which to me also already communicates that she's the best agent for whatever role she's occupying, most versatile, like just P- picked always is like if you don't people feel they will lose right nobody's necessarily gimping themselves uh for a not best agent i
2: i guess the hesitation with the clarification of best feels like it's in a smaller sample size like early like on day 1 i would argue that most people would complain that like rays was the best sure. right like mm-hmm. she picked a lot she's obnoxious she gets you know She gets all these like cheap kills. Mm -hmm. Now we're seeing that taper down as the game comes out. A lot of people wouldn't have said Cypher was meta, right? Mm -hmm. Now he's kind of becoming into that play rate. I'm not saying that because of a nerf Sage will kind of taper down. I think just generally as the game progresses, I would be interested to see if she is considered the best. I'm not necessarily denying her that right now. I just don't Mm -hmm. think it's fair just yet to talk about like the best agent. Like, best right, is, but right obviously now. she's very Fine. good uh, sure i could i could agree with that but like okay. again it's, it's semantics like okay. i don't need. Yeah.
1: yeah i just need to um, turn up the filter like there's no reason to have this <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's like sage okay brimstone and then it's very very all open yes. with a lot of them yes uh, flying around between like 45 55 win rates yeah. um which makes it feel balanced. Uh, <laughs> Very surprised by the thirty-six percent Sova. That feels like from the games I watched, feels high. But maybe that's because I watched a lot of uh, Brax and Azk, who just don't use them much. Uh, and then Viper completely dead. I think last, most right? of like
2: the early Sova players, like not necessarily myself, but like I think the feeling I got from Sova, where he was going to be like the information gainer, has been replaced with Cipher. He just does yeah. his job better. It feels like. Yeah. Um. And you kind of mentioned this pre-show talking about how Recon Arrow like doesn't interact um, intuitively, let's say, with smoke. Mm-hmm. Smoke yeah. genuinely blocks LOS, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But you would imagine that Recon Arrow is like the counter to the smoke, so it would yeah, pierce nice. the smoke and show within it. it. That's not apparently how that works.
1: Yeah. Um, if you were in the smoke and the Recon Arrow is in the smoke, then it works. If you are outside the smoke and the Recon Arrow is inside, it just stops. it them. doesn't, and if you're inside in LOS, and it's outside, and technically yeah, yeah. the
0: smoke is out of LOS.
1: Yes,
2: exactly. So, so it's it's it intuitive, but it's also like, well, I would imagine that this yeah. is like a it's counter. It's different, yeah,
0: like, I'm behind a box, I get it doesn't see, yes. but I'm in smoke, it should see me, kind of thing. Right, like, yeah. I wonder if they changed that, that,
1: that. I would just, imagine so. Just imagine the recon arrow has a little guy singing in, in it and just going like, there's someone, button, and that yeah. That's uh, kind of the recon thing. arrow is
2: actually just a set of eyes. And if they can't see. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And, and this is all too like everybody's learning and getting better at these heroes every day. Uh, so like, you know, we saw Rays right? Like Rays was super her mm-hmm. oh, grenades, all that kind of stuff. And like, oh, I now know how large the radius is on her grenades. And I know yeah. when I'm playing a grenade against a Rays, I know. Where I can best position myself to not get blown up. I still think her grenades are too strong, but like, yeah, yeah. The, the like surprise effect of like, dude, that was 20 yards away from me. Why did I just take 70 damage? The the
2: amount of times my butthole clenches and I'm just like, God, I hope please don't kill me. And then it like does like see to me. I'm like, Oh my God. Like why, um, I think she'll be one of those characters that is either good or like, and just like unplayable. Yes, based on like the, the power of utility in this game, and she really doesn't bring much utility like the doom bot is useful and can give you some information. But mm-hmm. like the rocket launcher, even as it stands now, I think will get outpaced with utility and, and player skill Um, like the C4 jumping. And that's why I think jet like I don't know if we, we have time to talk about the surprise amount of jet that's being played. It's still shocking to me. I think mm-hmm. that's going to like see a significant decrease as time mm-hmm. goes on. I really don't think she's very good her alts bad her smokes are bad her mobility is like very overrated at the moment um
0: just because you saw you saw my flick shots when we were playing the other <laughs> the other night and i just yeah i i think i, I like hit, the, hit it then it's <laughs> <laughs> i
2: like, like the idea. idea of her alt though like the idea of getting a free gun effectively
1: mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting but she needs help yeah um, i mean this old is not going to be like super good as long as this uh, economy is as forgiving as it is yes that's like a whole nother like we got
2: a pin in that like we'll have to yep. talk what mm-hmm. to change or what we'd like to see changed but i think definitely i would agree like having a slightly more punishing economy would be nice um yeah i, I think she would see a benefit in that regard because of her alt and the alt would feel impactful where it stands right now it, just feels like a bad ak or a bad vandal
0: and bear in mind we're talking like this the what if for people who are just coming in um right now in chat we've been talking about the meta from a tournament perspective so yes we understand where the differences are and uh how there's more nuance on we're just talking about how teams have been building themselves in tournaments uh And, and you're going to see that develop more
2: as time goes on depending on the map
0: like, yep. I still yeah, think yeah,
2: Cypher's yeah. very good, but I could see strategies evolve in the next few months where he's 100% pick right on Haven because he can lock down a site by himself. He gains all of this non-committal mm-hmm. information. He has yep. smokes, where Sova obviously doesn't. He has like this crappy like recon, not recon bolt, but like the uh, shock bolts. Yeah, they're kind of bad, like compared to like raise grenade. It doesn't really control area. Whereas like on split and bind, maybe cypher isn't necessarily a 100% pick rate mm. because he doesn't lock down a site completely maybe you want more utility maybe you have brim and omen trying to smoke off sites and then try to do not smoke plants because that feels gimmicky but controlling angles to attack these sites a little bit easier instead of just having to play through mid every game because that's how it obviously feels right now mm. um that could develop we'll have to see but we we just need to give it a little bit more time it's a, it's a it's a it's an interesting time to to kind of get into another eSport because that's like how the gears are starting to turn yeah, already. Yeah. It's like, okay, like how, how can we predict the future? Not predict the future, but like, where is the future headed?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. We, we got to talk about a lot today. Actually. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. Uh, good for us. Good for, I kept, I kept wanting to go to the doo doo, the doo doo. No, please don't. Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> I Sorry. already have to get here that next. Uh, yeah, you do. You? Uh, yeah, well, uh, chat. thanks for hanging out with us Um, for episode two. It's going to kind of mm. keep going like this. We're still learning the whole... It's There's a brand new game and a brand new scene to learn. Brand new show as well, which has been yeah. a ton of fun to put together. But, man, it's just like you want to talk about certain things or you want to segments to go a certain way. And you're like, oh, that doesn't really make sense here. Let's talk about something different or talk about it in a Mm -hmm. different way. So we're always learning. We appreciate y'all hanging out for us with us though. Um, in doing that, we're going to get out of here before we do though, shout outs for the week and where people can find, uh, you first of all, thank you to anybody who's left us a five star review on iTunes. No names up yet, but a great way to support the show, go to iTunes, leave a five star iTunes review on spike drop. And we will thank you on the end of the, uh, at the end of the show. We will definitely do that. Uh, Joe, shout outs for the week, and where can people find you?
2: You can find me on all the social medias at Volamel. It's V O L A M E L. Uh, next week, probably going to be writing a piece on Valorant. Um, what that is just yet, not sure. Could be character specific, could be talking about flanking Sage. I don't know, haven't decided. Um, but if you're interested in. <laughs> esports in general and maybe have a propensity to view some overwatch stuff i um, talking about some of the overwatch league players and and writing about them uh P should be going live today about one of the Hangzhou spark members godsby formerly of x6 warm place in my heart so uh, check that out if you're interested and uh yeah subscribe to spike drop it's a cool
0: it's a cool place you're cool people do it uh Yusuke, what about you shout outs to the week where can people find you
1: as always, add Yiska out on Twitter tomorrow. I'm putting out like the article that we uh, that I referenced uh, in the episode, which is basically like asking, right, which what kind of a parent it wants to be to uh, Valorant Esports, and I'm uh, making some um, comparisons to Overwatch, maybe also a little dropping a little bit of juice that is has more or less been out in the community, but uh, I haven't seen discussed. Necessarily at large, um, just just to make the case, what it is like to have a helicopter parent of an uh, esports developer. Um, and yeah, I'll probably have something, um, or that is coming out tomorrow at five p.m. GMT, uh, Saturday, and then maybe I'll have another piece. We'll see, but you can check that out on uh, ggrecon.com.
0: Awesome. As for me, you can find me everywhere. I kick Tripod, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all that good stuff. You can find the show um, anywhere, really, Um, I think. Yeah, as far as I know. Most places where
2: you can listen to podcasts,
0: will be there. Hit the wrong button, by the way. Sorry for the audio listeners that heard that. Uh, Yeah, so you can find us anywhere um, if you search for Spike Drop. By the way, uh, YouTube says bit.ly slash spike drop yt drop a sub there, Um, especially if you don't always get a chance to uh, listen to the whole show and you just want to get the guts of it. We do post clips of the show uh, throughout the week there. So definitely do come hang out. Do that. Other than that, thank you guys. Um, We're going to cut the stream and be back. Uh, in a few minutes with a special episode of uh, Tactical Crouch with Curry Shot. And so we're going to just get prepared for that and ready to go. So, uh, yeah. It's going to be great. Thanks, chat. See you guys next time, next Friday, right here. Twitch.tv slash Tripod. Bye.